welcome back to Finding Fashion. Finally, an eco-fashion podcast that isn't clinically depressing. I'm your host, Pojo. I'm so happy to be here. I have a very, very lovely guest today. Before I introduce you to her, I just want to let you guys know that this podcast is powered by Galaxy. For those that don't know, it's a new way to source your favorite fashion pieces. If you're into thrift, if you're into secondhand, if you're into just cool small creators and businesses, it's the place for you to find your goods. So make sure you check out galaxy.live if you want to see the new live streams going on. We actually also have a creator ad break in the middle of the show. So we'll spotlight somebody that's on the platform. So stay tuned for that. I am so, so excited for this conversation we have today. The beautiful woman sitting next to me is somebody that has definitely graced your For You page. You, she's probably made you ask, where can I buy that outfit? And you can't get it anywhere. I'm sorry to break it to you. I feel like I've even seen some people trying to bid in the comments for certain pieces oh, yeah. you wear. All the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've got a beautiful model, TikTok sensation, just a light in your life. Maddie White is in the studio. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. My first podcast. This is so, so excited. I'm so excited to have you. I have a fellow like model slash not ex model, but you and I have both modeled in yeah. childhood, which I loved as a connection for us. And like, yeah. I'm so excited to hear your perspective on everything. Thank you so much for being here. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm Yay. so excited to dive in. Me too. So let's just jump right into it. So I'm really curious. I can already tell by your lovely accent. You're not a LA native from like no. birth. So where are you from? And like, how long have you been in LA? What brought you here, etc.? So I am from the UK. I'm from like a town called Preston. It's maybe like an hour from Manchester. Um, and so I grew up there and then I started, I got scouted to be a model when I was 15 um, in Manchester. Wow. And then from there I moved to New York, like the day I graduated high school. And then I lived in New York for a few years. And then I eventually moved to LA for work because I liked the kind of pace of life better. And I've been living here ever since. And I have no intention of ever leaving here again. I do not blame you. <laughs> like New York to LA, like comparison wise, like what about LA drew you to it more? Was it also like the, I know the modeling industry is so mm. different here, but like, what did you like about it so much? Yeah. Um, immediately, because I was only supposed to come for two months and then I ended up just never leaving. It was like <laughs> I landed in LA and... It, this is going to sound so crazy, but I'm pretty sure 90% of the reason I ended up staying in LA is because I got my dog. Oh, I'm going to lock you in. I like accidentally adopted my dog <laughs> where my ex-boyfriend's mom called me and she's like, there's a dog tied to the side of the road and it's the cutest dog I've ever seen. And I think you're going to want it. Stop. And I was like, no, I was like, <laughs> I'm not ready for a dog. Like, she knew I was a dog person, but I like had never had my own dog. It was always my family dog. Yeah. And so I drive to San Diego because it was in San Diego. Oh and I, I took one look at my dog and I was like, this is my dog. Stop. And That's the best. Yeah. Wait, what's your dog's name? Murphy. Murphy. And That's the cutest name I've ever heard. Yeah. Stop. And so I got him and I started like, because he's a big dog and he needs a lot of exercise. And so I started hiking with him every single day. And I was like, wait, I love this like way of life. I love that it's warm because it was like yeah. winter in New York. I, it, I, it, like in the beginning i came to la during the winters because i'd i'd done a couple new york winters and i was right. like, not for me <laughs> not for i don't think it's for you anyone in new york too i can argue <laughs> yeah so i would purposely leave in the winter and like work a couple months somewhere else and yeah and i was like wait i can walk my dog every day and it's like sunny and i felt like i was healthier and right. i was eating healthier and rent was cheaper and oh, yeah. i was like you know what <laughs> sorry new york i'm not coming back I and i didn't you. And uh, yeah, that was four and a half years ago. And yeah. wow, but I literally there, I 
would love to give you a better reason for why I ended up moving, but I was literally my dog. I, I think that's like... the best reason of all time. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? There's no wrong answer there. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I agree. Like, the lifestyle here is just so different. The pace is different. Something mm. I find that, like, after a week, I'm like, okay, I need to really check in and be like, am I getting worked on? Because I could literally sit on a roof yeah. here all day long and yeah. just chill. But I love, love, love exactly the hiking, the everything. It's so yeah. good. Also, big dogs, yeah, they need a lot of, like, movement. Yeah, it's, it's not like my dog can never be a new york dog oh yeah like, i'm curious like tiktok i mean obviously yeah. big uh we got like a hype word right now that's going to be repeated <laughs> a lot in the show yeah. when did it come into your realm like how long were you on the internet before that and like when did things really pivot to tiktok because i i mean i could argue the past few years we've seen it a lot but were yeah. you like an og tiktok person or when did you hop on i would not say i was an og tiktok person I have always had an Instagram, you know, but I, I was never somebody that had like a lot of Instagram followers. I never would consider have considered myself an influencer. And then during the pandemic, because for the last 10 years, I've been a full time model. It was my only income. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, it was like all of a sudden, oh, I have no income. I have nothing to do. Right. I'm not from the U.S. So it wasn't like I could go out and get another job. Right. And I also couldn't travel home because there's a big travel ban. Exactly. So I'm just sitting at home like, right, well, I need something to fill my time. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and so for about a year, I just watched TikTok. I literally was that person that spent six hours a day watching TikTok, sending it to all my friends that were like, you send me way too many TikToks. <laughs> like, what like, are you, you doing to, over yeah, there? Yeah, you need to chill out. <laughs> and then about this time last year was when I started posting. And I started posting because I had had like a couple random viral videos of like stupid stuff, like face tuning my boyfriend's forehead. <laughs> and him and like my mom and dad and like a couple of my really close friends were like you're actually funny like you're actually kind of good at tiktok and i feel like you understand the app and i was like yeah i do and they're like why don't you start posting and like take it seriously and post every day and so that's what i did and february 4th of last year was when i decided i was going to start posting every day um with 200 followers and yeah and now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I mean, are you like, I think I even like when we first started chatting, you're like two mil deep now, yeah, which is not those. a look. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So how does it like that growth? I'm sure was like a lot to handle. And even just a year, I can't even imagine. Like, yeah, what was that? Is it like, is it just like you wake up one day and you're like, OK, I have to readjust. Like, how do I even handle this? Because you're getting so much feedback at mm. that point. Like, what's the like, how did that feel? Like, it's, that whole thing? it's really bizarre. It's like. It was weird the first time somebody recognized me from TikTok and I was mm -hmm. like, wait, this is so nice. Maybe when I have like 100,000 followers. Yeah. And I was like, and everyone would be so nice. Everyone that knew me from TikTok would come up to me. And in the last like maybe two months, my growth has gone from like kind of pretty steady to just like skyrocketed. Right. And now all of a sudden, I feel like people think of me as like a, a TikToker now, whereas before oh. I was just a girl that made videos that right. they would see. And so now all of a sudden it went from people coming up to me and being super nice and wanting to get to know me to they just stare and like whisper to their friend. And they're right, here. completely different interaction. <laughs> yeah, and barely anybody, like I'd say 10% of the amount of people actually approach me now. And right. it's like, it's sad because I feel like people don't think I'm approachable anymore because they just think of me as just like, oh, that's the girl from TikTok. Except Where, you. Yeah, whereas before I was just like a girl that they would see on their For You page sometimes. Right. And it's definitely been weird. Like it's definitely bizarre when I get hundreds of people every single day that have an opinion on my outfit. You, like today, you ruin your shoes ruin every single look. Bruh. Mind <laughs> your business. And I feel like those comments have also become a lot more frequent now. Like I 
never used to get mean comments because people would always ask me like do you get hate comments and i would be like no like people are so nice i never get hate comments only now like i feel like you get to a certain level and then people detach you the real person from the like tiktok persona and it's like a a switch flip and like emily mariko was a perfect example of that totally when the internet just like switched on her when they felt like she wasn't like when people all of a sudden felt like she was not the same as them i obviously never thought that my tiktok would grow as quickly as it did right it was i started it as a way of like okay i'm not earning any money like nobody's booking me for jobs like maybe i can drum up a bit more modeling yeah. work if i have some followers type right. thing like maybe it'll translate into instagram followers like right, that's totally. what i because i committed myself to doing it like i always tell people when they're like how did you grow on tiktok i'm like I committed to being a TikToker and being an influencer and treated it like a job way before it was my job. Totally. Way, way, way before. And yeah, but I never thought that it would be what it is now and it would be like (laughs) take over from my actual job, which was always modeling. Right. Well, there's probably like some comfort in knowing that like you have both to lean on and like Mm -hmm. how has it changed your modeling relationship or relationship with that industry? Because we spoke a little earlier about it, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, before the internet, modeling was a completely different game. I'm sure it's switched a lot for you since like your platform has grown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am so grateful beyond words for my TikTok because (laughs) now I'm at a point where I can only I only take the modeling jobs I actually want to do yeah. for like brands that I actually like That's great. or people that I like. Like if I have a, I have a couple of clients that I've worked for for years that I love working for that I'll happily take. Um, but I, I'm also not forced into doing, you know, we call it e-com, like standing there yeah. for hours every day shooting 400 outfits wouldn't wish all my enemy bro i would not wish all my enemy and i'm so grateful that i can actually pick and choose now yeah and i can pick clients that i want to work for and yeah i'm definitely grateful it's also really nice to actually have control over my own career now because probably the hardest part of modeling i always found was that i didn't feel like i had any control over my own success i couldn't work harder i couldn't study i couldn't go home and work harder at being a model it was just like oh casting director today thought you were the prettiest one in the room like pretty much and that was the only reason I would be able to pay my rent or not and I found that really really hard and so it's really nice for me to know that the harder I work the more successful I will be now that's one of the biggest misconceptions about the modeling industry I'm so glad you touched on it like people really think because you're in the spotlight or because you're in front of a camera you're living this glamorous lifestyle you're tossed millions of dollars and here it is but most models are working paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and like that experience is really daunting you know and especially in cities like LA and New York where like rent's no joke like that's a commitment you know like you're locked in um yeah that's that's amazing I'm wondering too like fashion wise you know Mm -hmm. modeling you're introduced to so much at like such a young age especially 15 like Mm -hmm. that's really young how has like that influence changed your style or like when did you really start to like think of your style in a different way were you always like super into fashion like what was your fashion journey if you will I was I was that kid that was just like obsessed with my outfits and my clothes like my mom always jokes that I would change my outfit five times a day and she was just always doing laundry and like one time we're on vacation and I take my I'm having a tantrum and my dad's like I'm gonna take you shopping that'll shut you up (laughs) I have been dad knows the vibe I've been a material girl since birth and he's like i'll take you shopping and i pick out this dress that's in the store like window and it's age 11 i am five years old 
and I threw an even bigger tantrum in the store. <laughs> and my mom literally still remembers to this day seeing me walking down the street in this dress that was just like drowning me. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> my dad just ended up buying it for me. Like I was hell bent. Like that was my oh dress. My god. Like I have always had my very specific sense of style. I've always been obsessed with clothes. And I feel like I lost it a little, you know, when you're in high school and you just want to look the same as everyone else. Exactly. Or like follow a trend and like be a part mm. of like what's cool mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like when I was in high school, I just wanted to look the same as everyone else. And then when I moved to New York, I just wanted to look the same as all the other models. Like right. black skin and jeans and a blank tank. And we're taught that when modeling. Mm -hmm. Like we're taught like that's your that's what you wear to castings, period. Yeah. Which is so like minimizing to like, okay, yeah. clearly I am like this robot mannequin to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's like my agents used to, I would walk in and they would be like, you need to be looking more expensive than you look. And I'd be wearing a black tank top and black jeans. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, okay, well, you need to be carrying a Celine purse. Like, yes, they're like, throw down all this sh like cash for yeah. this appearance that like sells you as something. Yeah. It's so common in New York. Too. Yeah. I definitely felt like I lost my sense of style a lot when I lived there just because, yeah, it was like every day just thinking about what outfit is a client gonna want to book me from right. or like what outfit is all the other girls wearing type right. thing and it's also age like i feel like as you get older you kind of get more comfortable more confident in your own self exactly and then i'd say when i moved to la is when i really started getting back into my own style and figuring out what that is and then mainly when i learned how to sew was probably when i started actually experimenting with clothes like pushing the boundaries yeah. kind of not just wearing what i saw everyone else wearing type thing and kind of actually thinking about because learning to sew gave me the opportunity to wear what I actually wanted, not what was just available to me at like Forever 21 type thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's a new world. And speaking of sewing, yes. uh, you're wearing a creation right now that I'm I so, am. can you break down this fit for us real quick? Like, what's your vibe? And like, how did, is this like a bikini thing? This is a shirt. It's, I duped a cool Gaia shirt that was like a thousand dollars and I couldn't afford it. I mean, so. <laughs> come on. We're not tossing a grand on the crop top. Sorry. This is so, so good. Yeah. So I made this little shirt and then I just have a little white button down underneath it. This Love was it. very controversial on TikTok today. They did not like They didn't it. like no, this? We're not fans. Well, I can say everybody, it looks great IRL. <laughs> yeah. So get And then off I have little... on a little black pair of tailored pants love. and some loafers. Those are I've fantastic. Love, love, love. It's such a look. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> Um, Do you have any like style memories or like phases that you want to scratch from the record? Like anything that's like, okay, I could have lived my whole life without doing that. I know I have some like, Hmm. Oh, What's the best so example? Many. I think my graphic tee era mm. in like 2010 could have I could have been a hard pass. Like I'm good on that. Mm. Oh, for sure. That I was have rough. a lot. Um, in England, in like the I'd say when I was in high school, so 10 years ago, I it was like cool to be like hyper preppy. Like Jack Wills was this brand that everybody. Oh wore. yeah, I know Jack. And it was like this bright colored like skinny jeans, and like a cable knit sweater, and then a blazer, and like loafers type situation and you would go because in england everybody wears the school uniform and we would get like one day every semester where we could come in regular clothes it was called mufti day and you'd walk in and it was like we all still had a uniform no way because <laughs> so we're all funny. still wearing the same thing <laughs> but it's just like this like super expensive super preppy like terrible terrible outfit oh, that we God. all wore so i would definitely like to scratch the idea that you have just because all the other kids in your school is wearing something that's really expensive. You have to be wearing it too. Like I see the the like 
You know, the like Bama Rush girls and they all have. Stop. The Bama Rush yeah. TikTok was, uh, I was triggered. Bama Rush TikTok <laughs> was a ride and they all had like golden goose sneakers. Every single one, same pair. Every single one. And they're so expensive. And I wish I could just tell them like, you're going to look back and you're going to cringe at that. You're going to be like, why did I do this to <laughs> yeah. myself? No, it's sad. But you know what? It just shows too how like social circles and depending on where you are and like the context of the culture, like mm. that's real. Like that, there's like a real like need to conform to that. Like, yeah. oh my God, I will never forget. There was this phase because um, I went to public school in Jersey mm. and we had a phase. There's these shirts called Sugar Lips. I don't mm. know if you know what that mm-hmm. is. Okay. It's like this very, very like tight stretchy it's weirdly butter soft mm-hmm. were they called yeah the sugar lips butter lips no sugar lips <laughs> this is what it was okay <laughs> let me break it down sugar lip tank tops like light pink yeah white you'd wear sophie shorts so your like ass is out pretty much yeah. absurd oh, and then a butter sweatshirt which when i say butter i hope this is no tino shade if anyone from these companies are watching but it literally is just a shirt with like like a random font down it that says yeah. butter and rainbow like oh, perfect. fifth grade yeah. me was screaming i wanted it so bad yeah and you had to go to a boutique it they was were super bougie all, like, so heavily branded like, yes the logos were just it was just logo mania logo mania <laughs> in the 2010s dude it's like no i think that's the story of all of our lives so we yeah. can scratch all that off the record yeah us. definitely do you have any like people that you look to now that you are like fashion inspo people to you or like are you kind of like oh, i pick up on things that i like here and there I have a very specific sense of style. My Pinterest has been the same for four or five years. I always am just repinning the same old pins. Like, I know exactly what I like, which is 90s, like, really feminine, like, runway, like, Kate Moss, Karen Mulder. Like, that is my aesthetic. And I love it. And so... I would say my sense of style is very specific. Like I really like like mini skirts, like really feminine tights, long boots. Like I, that is my sense of style. And I always kind of go in that direction. I would say, I mean, I definitely have like people that I consistently will look up to and kind of the same people that I always end up re-pinning. Like I have thousand pins of Cher like Cher oh, he never misses no. though and you can look at picture from Cher from the 70s or a picture for, of Cher last year yeah and her style and her outfits and her stage costumes have con- remained consistently the same and amazing and so good yeah so she's she absolutely dominates my Pinterest. she's an absolute winner she she hits every time and then she just made a mm. tiktok which was like and she doesn't <laughs> post i'm like chair you can't just do that to us yeah. like please like give us the drip i'm yeah. so excited there is my absolute queen i've been her on halloween three times i saw i loved yours like yeah. last year it's fantastic yeah. oh my god and yeah princess diana i also think it's another like ageless style icon yeah for sure that you know her outfits are absolutely timeless oh like, my god she... were you a crown fan i'm curious because i know mm. a lot of I, I know crown is a little more controversial uh, overseas so yeah. like what are your thoughts on the crown Okay, good. I am that person that spends every single crown episode every 10 minutes. Did this really happen? Yes, it really happened. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, every single time. And I I love it. I I am so interested in that whole thing and the royal family and you guys have such a rich history over there, Mm -hmm. but especially fashion history. And now like it's interesting. There's a lot of outfits that are being seen like on anyone in the royal family that are like actually repeated like historical outfits. It's It's, it's creepy. It's creepy. I think it's creepy when like specifically Kate Middleton she wears so many outfits that are like direct replicas of what Diana wore do you think they're actually the same outfit it's like they're always like no they're always like tweaked but like obviously wearing that and like yeah she was like 
such an icon and she, they're paying homage to her and respect right. and it's like the first few times you knew it great but like it's a bit weird it's like, gonna like kind of creepy you're just trying to dress like your your husband's mom all the time like, oh that's like, tea. that's <laughs> yeah. i actually did not look at it like that okay weird. fair 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 i like your analysis yeah See, I think also because I'm not like submerged in the culture or like haven't been. I'm like, OK, you don't really look at it that way until you realize like this is actually like deeply intertwined. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack with that mm, one. Like, yeah. it's, don't get me wrong. Her outfits are always stunning. She's always like superbly dressed. Yeah. But I do think it's a bit weird. Like, like why That's so dressed? I guess I didn't, real- <laughs> I didn't realize it was like just like a replica of it. Yeah, always. She, like all the time she's wearing like, oh, it's. You know, maybe the color's a little bit different or right. like the hemline's a bit different, but it's... That's so yeah. interesting. Well, I love that your eye, too, like, you catch that stuff, yeah. too, because you mm-hmm. sew, which, great pivot, because I want to talk about all things sewing. Yeah. I know this is a huge part of what you do. So, obviously, like, so many of your mm-hmm. videos that you share, and I'm so glad you do, because I think you're probably the reason so many people were reintroduced to sewing. Yeah. Which, when we were younger, I don't know about you in school, but, mm-hmm. like, I had, like, a, a home economics class, yeah. so we would actually, yeah, like, sew too. in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that, I mean, look, public school here, at least, like everything's getting cut all the time i stopped like by the time i was out of middle school but yeah it's so amazing that you're sharing all that stuff so your thrift flips and things i know mm. that you've been doing it for a while like when did you start actually sewing yeah so like you said i i also had like home ec in yeah. elementary school i learned how to like hand sew in elementary right. school and that was it and when i was growing up like when i first started sewing i didn't know a single other person that sewed or knew how to sew or thought sewing was cool like i decided I wanted to learn how to sew because I like we talked about with modeling like very much living paycheck to paycheck most of the time I wanted to be able to keep up with trends I wanted yeah. to be able to have things that I saw and I wanted and things that were my style but I literally couldn't afford to to buy it right so I was like I'm gonna buy a $30 sewing machine off Amazon and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna teach myself how to sew because I have to I it was bathing suits the first thing that I ever made was a bathing suit because I was like I need new bathing suits I'm not gonna go out and buy them like I'm I have this sewing machine I'm gonna learn how to sew and I did I learned how to sew off YouTube I have never had a sewing (laughs) class nothing i just like every grandma's youtube account where she's like this is how you thread a sewing machine god bless them by the <laughs> yeah. way it's always, always the best teachers right yeah i know what you're talking about i've had a couple i mean for my uh like i do like some sewing stuff too but i sew like napkins mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know how to do this edge and i'm like shout out youtube bro you don't yeah. need anything but that it's no. great it's truly people always ask me all the time like how'd you learn how to sew and i'm like youtube like nava rose who is like a big fashion influencer i swear half the things that I know how to make I've made her like corset top pattern 50 times oh my god (laughs) I love it yeah like just YouTube and persistence and trial and error I couldn't even tell you people are always like I'm scared to try to sew in case I mess it up I'm like oh you're like babe you gotta mess it up in order to do it you could see my (laughs) my my bin of like things you tried that I messed up because I don't I don't ever throw them away because sometimes maybe like six months down the road I'm like oh I just need a bit of fabric and I'll just go through and most of the time there's something in there that works you know and yeah I'm like if only you could see how many like, duds this ain't perfect but the things mm-hmm. that you i mean i can imagine too it's nerve-wracking starting a big project like i know uh, one i want to bring up is like your chanel dress mm. that went or no sorry versace no it's a chanel dress is it I, to this day it haunts me that i called it a versace dress when it was a chanel dress oh i didn't even realize that well i assumed it was versace i knew it was chanel i had 
stayed up for some reason, especially like a few months ago, I had convinced myself that I had to post at a specific time every day on TikTok for my videos to be seen. Got you. I was like, I have to post it by 2 p.m. The algorithm, man, it always plays. It's, it's not true. It's not true. There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I can post whatever time. It doesn't matter. If the video is good, it'll get views. Right, exactly. But at the time, I was like, I have to post it by 2. And I am super impulsive. I don't plan any of my videos out. So that like 2 p.m. the day before, I was like, I'm going to make this dress. Like, I'm going to make it. And I stayed up all night long. I slept maybe an hour or two. And then I filmed, like, actually filmed it in the morning. And I remember my boyfriend walks in and he's like, no, you're done. We're going out to lunch. Like, <laughs> you're canceled. No, 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 no. Like, you're done. This is ridiculous. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to post it real quick. <laughs> I don't know. And I posted it. And I wrote Versace. Like, I was just so, like, delusionally tired that I wrote Versace. <laughs> and within 30 seconds of me posting a video, someone commented, it's Chanel. And I was like, dang. And this was before I learned why you can't record things in TikTok. Right. if you post it and you post something wrong, you can't get the footage back and post it again. Like, it was already oh, up. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the footage, like, in my camera roll to just re-upload it with right. the correct thing. I was like... It was up. I didn't have, because I have like shots of the before and everything that I, I couldn't get back. And I was like, I guess I just have to roll with it. And I pinned right. the comment that was like, it's, it's Chanel. You're like, you know what? Tell them. I don't need anyone else. Donatella Versace. Somebody told me that she tweeted it or she saw it. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing that like. Well, that's embarrassing for her because she thinks she made it. <laughs> no, no, no. But she like, she just like retweeted it like, this is great or something. Oh, okay. But I'm like, this is so that. embarrassing that like Donatella Versace saw me say that it's Versace when it's not. <laughs> literally haunts me to this day that i got that wrong because i mean it does look pretty versace, it's very versace yeah but i just like it still haunts me to this day that here's what i've learned about the internet though people will take any opportunity to tell you you're wrong uh, part of me thinks that that is the reason that video went so crazy was because really like, yeah because there's so many comments it's it's chanel not versace oh, so the interaction helped so push part of me it think that the engagement of those comments boosted it up and like you know helped yeah. it in the algorithm and i wondered to this day if it would have done so well if i had actually got it right or right. or whether that was like divine intervention that i got it wrong you know what <laughs> i would argue divine intervention like yeah. i think things, moments like that show you it doesn't really matter because yeah. it's like people loved it you yeah know? and like everyone that liked it really liked it yeah. so that's amazing to feel like you know what regardless also like i said that was a that was a very Versace move of Chanel. So <laughs> a conversation for another day. But yeah. Yeah. So I guess I kind of want to dive into a little bit about like how the the whole thrift flip project you do, because I know you have a series that you have like mm -hmm. on your page. Um, how has that like changed your perspective on fashion? You mentioned, too, you're so influenced by like the pieces you love that like. Yeah. And yeah, as models, like it's ironic that the pieces we're modeling are not really accessible to us no, most of the time. Yeah. So like how did it really like shift your perspective, maybe even on like fast fashion, all these trends? Like ha mm. has your perspective on like trends and the things you like changed based off of that? Uh, definitely. I people always ask me. I just did a thing on my Instagram yesterday, like a Q&A. And people are like, what should I do if I can't afford um, to buy new clothes? And I'm like, learn how to sew. It will change your life because you can walk into a thrift store and you just have to look for like a pattern that you like right. or like a shape that you like. It doesn't matter if it fits. And that like, it makes your life, it like opens the world to you because it's like all of a sudden you can you can buy whatever you want and you just, oh, I just take in the size and then it fits me. Perfect. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? And even just learning how to do alterations like truly changes your whole perspective on shopping because all of a sudden you don't have to be like oh, this is a bit loose or oh, it's too long I'm not yeah, gonna get it exactly. because all of a sudden you can just get whatever you want and again if you go to the thrift store there's so many more opportunities for like patterns and things that you wouldn't you don't see like at 
retail stores right. you know and it's just yeah it definitely changed my perspective it definitely I got so much more creative once I started like flipping clothes and sewing and stuff because it also pushed my boundaries because I was filming it for TikTok I was like okay I can't just make a basic mini dress again so what can I do to make it look more visually interesting totally. like oh I'll make a two-piece I'll make like lots of strappies yeah. and stuff um and yeah, it definitely is really liberating to be able to just go into a thrift store and just see what I gravitate towards yeah. and see what kind of whatever comes to me and whatever I think is inspires me to sew it instead of just having to be like, oh, there's three things in the store that fit right. me. So I guess I'm going to get those. <laughs> exactly. And there's no limit on fabric choice, too, which yeah. I'm sure like is. So you prefer to source from like vintage shops and stuff like that? Or like, do you like yeah. kind of mix and match? Because I'm sure you find cool things there, but there's mm -hmm. always things you could fill gaps with. Yeah, I would say that I... If I'm making something very specific, like that dress, for example, I went to the fabric store and just bought the fabric. Yeah. And I, yeah, if I'm making, I have a specific project in mind and a very specific um, garment that I want to make, I, I'll buy the fabric. But anything else, I prefer to go to the thrift store just because it's the most sustainable option as yeah. opposed to just buying that fabric. Totally. And yeah, I also kind of feel like things turn out better when I flip them as opposed to when I'm just making... Um, from scratch because right. i feel like it's it forces you to be a bit more creative you know you have certain limitations which end up randomly working out for you right and yeah i just prefer to flip things most of the time as opposed to make things new i love that you balance high low like you have mm -hmm. your pieces you make you have your gucci loafers you've yeah got, but then you've also got like a pair of zara pants that are a staple yeah. mm -hmm. and like obviously when we're having like a black and white combo about sustainable fashion we'd look at any brand that isn't making conscious efforts and yeah. be like uh. but yeah. the reality is like it's about exciting people about things they love. So I love that you do that. Like you, mm -hmm. all of the pieces you wear really show that like they're pieces you intentionally get, which I yeah. love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you like, when you're sourcing just in general, maybe outside of your thrift flips, like how, what influences that? And like, do you feel influenced even like, I know on a PR front, you know, yeah. people love to send you stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. How do you like make decisions around that? I'm sure it's a lot coming in when it's something like that. Yeah. I mean, I try obviously Zara is a perfect example it's absolutely the worst for the environment like right. they are the least sustainable right. option ever but they also happen to make like really nice basics right like I have a little black skirt from there that I have worn to death I get comments Dude. on TikTok and modeling clothes yeah. I'm sure half of our stuff we bought when we were like 15 14 yeah, is that have. stuff I still, I still have still it. it yeah and it's like it, you Yes, I, the ideal is like perfection and nobody's buying anything retail and nobody's buying everybody's just like recycling all the time, but it's also not realistic. Yeah. And if you're making conscious choices for your personal style that you know you're going to wear for years and years, I don't, I, it's not going to, you know, you buying that one black skirt from Zara is not going to change the world, um, but you're probably going to get a lot of use out of it. And that, you know, as far as, as far as buying things from Zara goes, like I don't feel so terrible about that because I know I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. Right. I, st I stay away from buying anything retail that is like a, a you know, really loud show or like a micro trend right, yeah. or like a little party dress that I'm only going to wear once. Like that is the kind of thing that I try not to do. Like the one of the last times I went to my boyfriend's show in Vegas because he's a DJ and he's playing in Vegas a lot. Mm -hmm. I made my own like little sparkly club dress that's amazing yeah so like micro trends i definitely try to stay away from purchasing just because it's just it's yeah, i know i'm not gonna wear it again in right. three months and then as far as pr goes i have definitely found it's 
weird i feel like i really didn't get much pr until <laughs> two months ago and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like a tidal wave right and i have to be kind of mean about sometimes brands will reach out or well, they reach out to my team they i luckily God, yeah i'm, not the, one like, that has I'm the type of person like i can't confront anything <clears throat> but i have have been forced especially because i live in a 650 square foot apartment with right. my boyfriend like we have no storage right i have i am forced to to just be like i don't want that i'm right. not going to take anything from this brand because it's not my style i know i'm not going to wear it um i'm not going to you know i just it's also product for them that they could sell to someone else i don't want to take if i know it's not my style i'm not yeah. going to wear it so yeah that's definitely been hard because i hate being rude like i'm the least confrontational person ever and i'm, I'm like, the same way yeah so but I, I don't think it's mean, you know? I know I know that feeling, though, yeah. because I've, I've been in that position, and I've been the one typing the email, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? This is not for me. But it's also realizing the balance of, like, they want you to promote it, mm -hmm. and, like, what you care about, what you like yeah. is important for your platform, so yeah. it's great you stay authentic to that. Yeah. It's important. And then I also donate a lot. Like, I great. donate a lot of, like, past sewing projects of, like, kind of screwed them up, but they're fine. I donate yeah. them. Any PR that I get, I always donate. I definitely don't want to be one of those influencers that takes free PR and then sells it on Depop right. for profit yeah um i definitely don't want to be one of those people so i just donate if something doesn't fit or i don't see myself wearing it um and yeah i try to be as conscious as i can it's not it's not easy especially when tiktok i find kind of feeds into consumerism and i have yeah. found myself getting a few comments like one time i remember getting a comment it really hurt my feelings that was like girl you need new clothes we've seen all of these a thousand times and i'm like they're like sis you missed the point yeah <laughs> and tiktok really feeds into consumers and, yeah, and it's it crazy and i've even found that if the if in a video i'm taking the tag off mm -hmm. it performs better than if a, if it's something that i d that isn't new wow and it's hard to balance that because obviously i want pe to always be giving people new content and mm -hmm. i don't want my audience to get bored and feel like they're just seeing the same thing over and over and over but i also don't want to you know be encouraging everyone to go out and yeah. buy new clothes every single day or every single weekend yeah of course um so it's hard. I still feel like I'm finding the balance and still trying to figure it out. Um, and yeah, just not taking anything that I don't think is my style and that I won't wear. Yeah. And yeah. It's just yeah. a balancing act. Mm -hmm. And like, it kind of also, it ties into this idea that like whole culture is like, the internet loves whole culture. Yeah. People want new, new, new. Yeah, And in reality, do. yeah. And like, you don't really need new to no. be new. Like you can, like you said, secondhand, all this stuff. Like we've got so many outlets for like finding clothes mm -hmm. other ways, making clothes. And yeah. that's something I actually want to ask you too. I, th I think it's kind of funny. You make these videos. Yeah. They're great. They're mm -hmm. awesome. You do Some of them are like your outfit changes, but then yeah. some of them are like kind of tutorial vibes. Like you're yeah. actually showing the process and you still get comments that are like, how? Yeah. How'd you do that? What, yeah. How can I do this? And like, I, I laugh because I'm like, dude, she literally showed you how to do it. But yeah. do you have any like advice, like a foundational advice? Like, all right, I want to start sewing. You obviously learned online. Like, mm -hmm. what did you start with? Like, were there like certain things you learned that helped? Or like, where can people begin? Yeah. If you have any advice there. Yeah. I mean, those comments I have decided simply, it's not my circus. It's not my monkeys. No, it's, it's not. It's really not. not. Like, I'm simply just not the person to teach you how to sew like no. i'm not i my youtube channel is not gonna be um here's how you install a zipper like i am just not eloquent enough <laughs> i don't know enough like i have never had a sewing class so i'm not the person to teach you right. how to do it because i'm doing it wrong like, people are teaching you you're like <laughs> yeah. 
told I, me how to do yeah, it. Damn. I know that I'm not doing it right. <laughs> I'm just kind of figuring it, figuring it out as I go. Right. And like a lot of the time, like you'll see my thrift flips, like half of them, I haven't even bothered to finish the seams on the inside. Like I don't care. It's only me who sees it. And so I don't feel like I'm educated enough to educate others how to sew. I always just try to steer people to the same way that I learned, which is the YouTube videos. Like I always will send people the mini sewing machine that I learned to sew on nice. because even though it's garbage like it's, it does one <laughs> stitch it's like the size of like a tin can but I could make things on it right and it's got what gave me the sewing bug and it was literally like okay I'm gonna have to YouTube how to learn how to set it up you know thread the right. like thread the I don't even know what it's called the loop, the loop things yeah, but I know yeah, you're talking yeah. about how to thread it and then next one <laughs> how to stitch and it took right. me like a week just to figure out how to like get it straight right and then it was like how to install a zipper and i would watch 20 tutorials until i was like okay i feel like i finally kind of got the got vibe here. i still to this day like can't figure out how sometimes my zippers bunch up and i have no idea why right <laughs> like, you're like it's beyond me the yeah. universe decided this is what it looks like so yeah. here we go yeah i feel like nava rose is probably my favorite of the creators who actually teaches and cool. she teaches young people how to make um actually trendy like young things because cool. that's also one of the biggest problems that i found when i learned how to sew um was like the patterns that you would buy from joanne or things like that are typically not that cool looking. they were made in 1998 yeah they're not and they're that, still there yeah they're not that trendy right you know they're always kind of boxy yeah very they're boxy. Made, yeah they're made for kind of an older Crowd, generation yeah. because those are the people that still sew their own clothes that, mm -hmm. that were raised on sewing clothes and so she was definitely one of the people that kind of had patterns and had how to's for like younger trendier cooler things yeah and so she's a really great one and then other than that i really don't use patterns i just kind of use clothes that i already have nice. and just trace around them and just... that's so smart yeah it's like a teachy almost <laughs> yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. you already have mm -hmm. exactly yeah i i don't know if I recommend it unless you are 100% detached from owning it, but I took a little mini dress that I knew fit me really well and I cut, cut it off on each seam. Yeah. So I actually have the pattern of just a basic like mini that oh, fits sick. me. And then I just apply it to everything because it's already like it's a like pattern. It's already flat. It's already ironed out in the right oh, thing. Nice. Yeah. So That's I basically just went off of clothes that I already had that I knew fit and then youtube the rest maybe. that's a great hot tip though honestly yeah. like if people want to start you know it's like actually like make your clothes inside out and see what they're doing like yeah, that's a that, huge yeah. part of it like mm -hmm. understanding the structure of clothes which yeah also in modeling ties back to like getting dressed all the time changing yeah. clothes all day long you mm -hmm. start to learn what you like about fashion yeah um, and it changes your perspective on it i'm sure yeah too. absolutely yeah yeah i mean i have worn so many clothes yeah. in my life <laughs> like how could we put a name on like how like the number of how many outfit changes we've had in our lives is like uh, a million i don't know oh especially me because i have i always used to joke <laughs> especially when i first moved to la that i was the queen of wholesale e-com which Stop. is stop which is like 90 photos a day oh wait like wait outfits. no my 90 outfits an hour no I, I had a client that shot 110 outfits an hour stop 
So you're like boom, 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 change, 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 change. Shirt three poses. Next, Dude. you don't go. You don't change. Like it was an all female team, and it was like okay, shirt off. Next shirt. Like you're changing in front of people. You're like you're. There's almost no time to think because you're like okay, I'm just doing this thing. I just wish like it's it's situations like that that actually tie so closely to fast fashion mm-hmm. and how like that and wholesale like that's pretty like close to it. No tea, no shade to any clients no. we've ever had. Love you guys. Oh. <laughs> We're like oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, we're no burning bridges. <laughs> yeah, but no, but people really don't realize like as models how like that's so parallel to how we consume like mm. the amount that we have to and do for a fast fashion anything yeah. is like pretty parallel to and how people consume really, it it's honestly sickening like that i feel like also doing that as as much as i did kind of taught me how how bad the fashion industry yeah. is because i was shooting wholesale and it would be clients that sold wholesale to you know urban outfitters and places like that yeah and it was dresses that you buy at urban outfitters for 70 dollars, and they're making it for four dollars a piece right exactly and because they would have the price tags and all the clothes of what they were selling it for wholesale and it's like wow you're selling this to urban outfitters for four dollars a dress how much is it costing you to manufacture exactly. it was terrible and just like the amount of SKUs that they had like the amount of different garments that were exactly the same but like a slight alteration yeah, yeah so that they could sell it to different places and mm-hmm. stuff like that like you it's we only experience the tip of the iceberg for how how unsustainable the fashion industry is yeah. and how much of like a mega machine of just like waste it is. Oh my god! Yeah. And doing that definitely showed me like <laughs> you're like this is what I don't like. Yeah, and this is what I don't want to actually support. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great that you have the platform now to kind of share what you want. And I'm sure like mm-hmm. like you were talking about before, like the pressure to conform and like knowing like if I do this, it'll get views, it'll yeah. get this. But like holding your ground and like staying true to what you like and like continuing to sew and do yeah. that type of stuff is really important. Like, yeah. It's so good. Um, I was going to ask, too, like, now that your schedule, I'm sure, is crazy. Yeah. Is it hard to fit time in to do these projects? Like, how often are you really doing it now? Or, like, do you think to find time to do it? It is. It's definitely harder to find time to do it. And it's also, weirdly, I find that a lot of my sewing videos don't perform as well as they used really? to for some reason. Yeah. I, th- I guess people just know me more now for just, like, let's get dressed. Right. Type videos where I'm just picking my outfit every day. And kind of the sewing videos are now something that I just have to make for me and because yeah. I love it and for like this this the group of people that followed me from the beginning and I'm always going to make them because I think they're like really helpful to some people and I always want to demonstrate that even though I have as many clothes as I could ever want <laughs> there's something like unique about making your own clothes you just can't find from someone else exactly so I'm always going to keep making them but I definitely don't have I used to make a thrift I when I like I said I decided to treat tiktok like it was my job way before it was my job right and i would make a thrift flip and a unique like design like that chanel dress once a week like i would be like okay i have to post those two sewing videos every single week and i burnt myself out i just Mm -hmm. was creatively bankrupt i was like how can i flip something into something i haven't done before and i didn't like that like i didn't like that i was forcing myself yeah um because i felt like i stifled my own creativity so now i just do it when i see something in the thrift store that i love or if i see something on a red carpet that i'm like oh i have to make that yeah. like i love that so yeah i just kind of do it more for the love of it now than you know as kind of my job right but yeah i'm always going to keep doing it and i'll yeah. always find the time <laughs> there's well, yeah no exactly you're like this is my therapy thanks yeah seriously also go to therapy but like oh clothing therapy <laughs> and my sewing machine like it's it's crazy i will sit down at my sewing machine to sew something and then all of a sudden six hours is gone and i have 
15 missed calls. Oh <laughs> my, my boyfriend God. was like, I was trying to call you. Like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> You're like, I was just sitting here watching a show. I'm like, my, yeah, I was just on. playing a murder podcast and <laughs> sewing go ahead. Everything's fine over here. Don't worry yeah, about it. Like, it is absolutely therapy. My brain just switches off and it's all I think about. I have no distracting thoughts. I'm not worried about anything. I'm it. literally just sewing. <laughs> it's a real hobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People, I think that's the other side of it where people get so restless. Like, I want to learn. But like, people give up on hobbies like that so fast. Mm-hmm. We have such short attention spans now. It's yeah. like, no, you have to nurture that yeah, and like seriously. build it. It takes yeah. time. And TikTok absolutely ruined all of our attention spans. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'll give you a pass because I love your stuff. And I'm like, this is a bright moment in my day. Yeah. So we'll take it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to spotlight a creator on Galaxy, but stay tuned. We have a lot more coming up on the other side. See you then. Hey, I'm Lily Jane Dale and I sell vintage and secondhand on Galaxy. I started selling secondhand because actually my job used to have me go around the country and buy vintage to make new clothes off of. So I kind of had an abundance of it. And then I was like, you know what? I need to get rid of some of this stuff and make room for more new stuff. (laughs) I sell everything. Like I have a super wide variety within my own personal style. So I feel like it goes in a lot of different directions from like tomboy to like super girly, like what I'm wearing today. So a lot of unisex stuff, but also a lot of like girly stuff. (laughs) I've been thrifting since I was in like middle school. I used to go to the Melrose flea market like every weekend with my friends. So honestly, that's a tough question, but something in middle school. I think my favorite thing would probably be either vintage jeans or vintage dresses because I feel like they just don't make them the same anymore. Honestly, probably one of the YSL Reeve Gauche jackets that I just sold. (laughs) It's like I got it for almost nothing and it's worth probably a lot. Starting to sell secondhand is a lot easier than it might sound and even if you don't have a following, if you use apps how they're meant to be used, people will find your stuff and they'll buy it. Um, I like buying secondhand because a lot a lot of the times you find stuff that's way more unique, especially if it's vintage, but if it's secondhand, it's just way more sustainable and I don't like to support fast fashion. Well, I'm excited to dive into this next segment, which we call Fashion Finds. Oh, you yeah. have found, you have found and not only found, but made some made. of the coolest things ever. Yeah. So for those that don't know, this is a segment where I invite our guests to show us a few pieces that <laughs> mean something to them. So okay. may we dig Let in? Let me grab my little bag. Yay, amazing. So first thing I'm going to ask you to show me is one piece you can't stop wearing. Okay. I can't even remember what I packed for this. Oh, it's this. <gasps> This is a little blazer set. I don't want to like stop cover the mic. This is my favorite little blazer set I've ever made. Dude, like this is my suit. this is one of my favorite pieces you've made actually. It's my favorite thing I've ever made. It's like a jacket <sighs> and a skirt and then it has a little corset top action. So good. Um, and then the back is all cut out. I made this cuz I watched Beethoven's Second which I love randomly my favorite movie as a kid and the baddie in that movie wears backless suits like this like from the early 90s and I was like that is so sick I've never seen anyone wear that these days and so I like was like okay I'm going to thrift store tomorrow and I'm buying a suit and I'm gonna make one and I have worn this at least once a week since I made it either just the skirt or just jacket right or just the top because then but you have it, multiple pieces with it. But That's I also awesome. thought it was funny to bring in just to show you why I don't like do tutorials. It's like, oh, it's because the sewing is a mess. <laughs> like the inside is like, I don't even bother oh, wow. to cut off the excess. I'm like, whatever. It's so well made too. This was like a really good choice for a jacket, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it's awesome. But no, it's I like, get it though. Like this is like, this is the real deal, you guys. There's like the reality behind yeah, it. It's like the 
side seams i didn't bother to cut off the extra and like i was just like oh whatever it's only for a video and then i ended up wearing it every day and i'm like that's oh, amazing man, maybe i should have done it a little bit better than i did no, it's for, well it's for you for one and then yeah. also like it's cool to know you have like three different pieces out of one item that yeah. you're obsessed with mm -hmm, exactly so sick oh the skirt is so sick the skirt is so cute oh my god it's giving prada honestly yeah it's very much um you know those new, I think they're Miu Miu, you know, the like low rise little yes, skirts yes. that everyone's like, this is the summer 2022 trend prediction. Amazing. Definitely that kind of vibe, but I I'm proud it. to say that I made it. I don't know whether I made it before that show, but I definitely hadn't seen it. <laughs> so we have the same brain. I'm, I'm going to give you trendsetter. Uh, yeah. that, that's going to be your label for that. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next is going to be a piece that has a story behind it. Oh, you already know what this one's going to be. You already know. Guys, I'm actually like so excited. Oh God, it's literally full of sewing pins. Look, you can hear you it. You can hear it. Here it comes. Yeah, buddy. It's the it's the dream dress. It's the dress. It's, people often ask me, why don't you sell it? Um, How much money have you been offered for this dress? Oh, like, I've been often offered thousands. Oh my God. Girls being like, I want this for my 21st birthday. Name your price. Um, wow. And I've always said my price is priceless yeah because number one i would feel so dirty selling this to somebody because whatever i attached the chains with was not strong enough and so half the chains have now fallen off oh my god it's so beautiful though it's like guys i'm sorry i'm not gonna make everyone upset like, this is so pretty irl like it's cute oh my god but it's like wow. yeah and these little medallions i literally went to a jewelry store and bought some random like pendant oh, necklace it's situation gorgeous. like i love like, the little like jewelry oh, look, we diamond. just lost another one. Oh, man down it's okay <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was like it's not me trying to be like oh this is so nice it's no you're not keeping like... it's one piece and also like i'm sorry yeah. but you gotta have an Wait, archive let me show the camera there you go guys that's just Oh, this one so is staying pretty. in the closet forever as the dress that changed my life as it should this is special but yeah no i love that right. for you that's fantastic i just wish i am gonna go through and re-sew all those chains back on eventually there but you go. that's that's for you too that's the beauty of having <laughs> it for yourself you're like you know what yeah i'm gonna take my sweet time with this yeah but it's definitely one for the books oh, wow look, absolutely falling out i love it i love it it's just it's also just a testament to like when you have a labor of love like that yeah. you know of course it means more and it's almost like more special to wear it with all these yeah. things you're wearing like it's amazing yeah and people will be like comment i remember when i first made that video people would comment like this is nothing like the original. The original one's so much better made. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude. yeah. <laughs> you mean a fashion house with millions yeah. of dollars made a better dress than me? Go figure. Yeah. Good night. I'm like, duh. Like, I, I never listened. said I was good. <laughs> You're like, I'm not trying to go on the runway with this, bro. I'm just trying to show you guys. No, I never said it was good. Dude, crazy. <laughs> um, okay, last question. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a piece that has stood the test of time. Okay, let me see what I brought. What did I bring? Oh, this one's cute. Oh, this is my mom's Dolce Gabbana mini dress. I love. We're, although we're not going to promote Dolce Gabbana because we don't we don't stand them here. I cannot believe you're the second creator to come on and say that. We don't we don't. Stand I Dolce love. Gabbana. We love a little like we love accountability. Yeah, we don't. Anyways, yeah. we love vintage, and that's the but point. But this is my mom's. Oh my god, Dolce Wait, dress from great. the '90s. It's a black satin mini with polka dots inside. With polka dots inside. It's still perfect. It looks perfect. It, it literally looks brand new. It's perfect. I'm like, I will wear this 
forever and she Dude. has had this this is already 30 years old it looks brand new um it looked timeless on her in the 90s and it's gonna look timeless on me in another 10 years it's oh a little bit big for God. me now um and i was thinking about altering it and then i was like no nah, i'm just gonna wait until i'm a little bit bigger and i can wear it amazing but this i brought is like this to me is just like the epitome of like a classic piece that never goes out of style oh God, and perfect. will never like it's just and it's a party on the inside you don't even know yeah until you're like yeah i get the privilege of looking at it but i'm just like if there's one thing that i think everybody needs and you can justify buying new is like a little black dress it's true like it it's sounds so true. cheesy but like if you buy one that is well made it'll last you forever and that is sustainable like that is responsible shopping yeah and i love this i think it's absolutely stood the test of time and it will stay in the test of time until my kids have kids and you're like boom pass it down every time as long as you don't spill pasta sauce on it (laughs) yeah at a responsible age that's honestly probably gonna be me (laughs) (laughs) you're like i can only do that yeah we're not listening probably be the it's a family heirloom and it's like oh yeah that's from that carbone dinner we had yeah Yeah, i love that does your style change when you're home like do you feel like um i get i get significantly lazier Uh, (laughs) i think that's fair i think we all say that especially because it's so cold it's like 200 days of rain oh my gosh um so it's always just kind of like oh you wear a big parka and you i would definitely say that my style changes based on pretty much based on the weather like in london people have such a good sense of style in terms of how to dress well in the cold same yeah. as new york like everyone has like the coolest coats right and, like, exactly you have to pants and stuff whereas here everybody's wearing skirts and dresses all the time because it's you know 23 celsius all year round right exactly um and it forces me to get a bit more creative with like how to dress cute but also cold right and um, be mindful of that so you don't like completely freeze to death you're like yeah oh. and i actually did a couple videos um when i went home last time of styling things from my childhood closet of like going through things that my parents still have in my closet from when I was in high school and trying to make them like look good now. Oh my god, I love that though. Yeah, and it it, it was actually funny. Some people were like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" I had this Aritzia dress. It was it's the only thing I ever bought from Aritzia, and I bought it when I was like fifteen on my first trip to New York. It was just like a little suede mini. Yeah. And I wore it on my TikTok, and people are like, "Oh my god, what's the code? Like, I want to buy that now." And, and you you're like, "Babe, this is archive." You wouldn't like, know that yeah. it's ten years old. It's, it looks exactly the same as like a Ritzy today. Like, it's wow, perfect. It just shows too how like vintage and like everything secondhand is like it's it's things get recycled all the time. But it's also like when mm-hmm. you make thrift flips, and that was the other thing I thought was so cool. When you're making things like that, you're probably so mindful of like the micro trends that come with like just everything we do in general mm. with media but then when you're making something like this you're like i need to make something i really like so what what like yeah. beneath all the trends like who am i like what do i actually like to wear and like of course things yeah. like that come up and you're like yeah i still resonate with this dress yeah i definitely think that i figured that out when i started thrift flipping because i was like okay i'm gonna flip this i don't know what to flip it to let me go online and look for some inspo and i found that all my inspo was kind of coming from the same place exactly. and then i was like okay this is this is me. This is my style. I is. know what it is. <laughs> Not everybody's style. Like people will always comment like, this is so many layers and it's so girly and where are you wearing this? It's so preppy. And I'm just like, You're like that's oh, my style, baby. That's it. That's Take it. it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Oh my God. Well, Maddie, like this has just been 
This is a light of a conversation. Thank you yeah. so, so much for coming on Finding Fashion Thank and you. showing us the fashion finds that you've flipped and turned into amazing things and mm-hmm. things you found in an attic. Like all of this is just it, your personal style just really shines through with everything you do. Mm-hmm. And like also your personality, like you are so approachable and your content really shows that. And I'm so grateful Thank to like you. get to hear like a lot behind that. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time thank and like you. for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you. This was so much fun. My first podcast. I hope I did okay. You did amazing. <laughs> you did the best. I kind of want to wrap the show with like just a little question, you know, for other creators out mm-hmm. there who are maybe interested in like, as you know, like the sustainable fashion realm mm-hmm. and upcycling, like it's like a very niche, like little yeah. corner of the internet. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people that want to dive into that or like things you've learned along the way? My advice definitely use clothes that you already own as the blueprint yeah um that was something that was really helpful to me when i was like wait i can just trace things that i already have and it's gonna fit me and it's gonna look right i'm like oh perfect i'll just do that um i would also probably say not to stress yourself out with trying to do something that hasn't been done before Mm. because it's impossible everything's been done before every like designer show that you see right now is pulled from a show back in the 90s or has taken inspo there's no such thing as a brand new concept or a brand new idea and you don't have to reinvent the wheel just make something that you love and you is your style and you're proud to show other people and they like that will shine through like they people will respond to that like you don't have to be like have you guys seen the finid girl yes of i love finid girl <laughs> Shout out the things that will hold it down. <laughs> and she will always duet people that are like, oh, like, I, this is a pair of tights with 15,000 holes in them. What's the most creative way? Which is great. It's creative. Yeah. It's also like, you don't have to do the most all the time. Right. To be creative, to make good content, and to be inspiring. Like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to invent something that you're proud of and that is your style and you think that other people would want to wear and just like not stress yourself out about it because i've definitely been been guilty of that like how do i make something new that hasn't been made before you can't (laughs) you can't can't. there you go yeah just go for it exactly exactly and that it just ties into needing to wear things that resonate with you yeah that's it definitely and you'll find your people yeah and you did and i'm so glad you did you deserve it seriously and also don't don't stress yourself out if you screw up yeah that's a lot screw up a lot on and the internet, okay. you're bound to screw up as well. So there's no wrong answers here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you again. Is there anywhere we can find you on the internet? Duh, of course we can. But throw us some handles. Where can people find you and follow you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram, Madeline C. White. My Pinterest is Madeline White 1. That's a new one. Oh, I, I used, that's a, oh, wow. That's an in. I used to not share my Pinterest because I was like, felt like it was my soul. And I was like, I can't have people seeing my Pinterest. Like, that's so embarrassing. But, you know, I went and I got rid of a few boards. I, I <laughs> condensed. You're like, let's just I'm make like, sure okay. no one sees my hair inspo from 2010. Or like apartment inspo <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, no, okay, I've condensed it. I'm happy. So I my Pinterest is Malin White 1. I have a YouTube ch- channel. I you have a very good video on your YouTube channel. I have one, channel. one video. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Finding Fashion. I want to thank Maddie again thank for being you. here. It's been amazing. I'm so honored that we're your first show. This I is like oh, incredible. Um, also thank you to galaxy for powering this podcast if you guys want to check out some new fashion finds from the past and the future cool things that you can try make sure you check out galaxy.live to see all the live shows some really great creators there and follow them at buy on galaxy if you want to see anything coming up 
I'm Pojo at Pojo on Instagram. If you want to get silly at Pojo Jojo on TikTok, (laughs) (laughs) which is a black hole. But thank you guys so much for joining us on Finding Fashion, signing out. Go wear something amazing today. Go have fun with your fashion. It's true. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.